You're listening to Crosspoint Community Church in LaGrange, Texas podcast. To learn more about Crosspoint Community Church, including service times and how you can connect, please visit crosspointchurchtx.org. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, come on, Colby. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. One more thing. And Lord, haste the day when the faint shall be sighed. Church. The clouds be rolled back. Like a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Praise the Lord. It is well with my soul. Tell him from your heart. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. With my soul. That was for y'all. But I came by on my way to heaven to check the pulse of Cross Point Community Church in LaGrange, Texas. Because I really, really want it to be well with your soul. If you're up in here, up in here in person, may it be well. If you're viewing by that social media device and live stream, May it be well with your soul. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop looking like you've been sucking on sour lemon. Turn to the other one and say, stop looking like you've been chasing it with pickle juice. You ought to grin with all 32 or how many teeth you got left. You know you've been hit hard in 2022. And there has been a conuption fit 
And there is conversation when I walked in the building, COVID, 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 Omicron, Omicron, Delta, Delta, all the alphabet in the Greek and Hebrew. But not this morning. I pray the last conversation is not COVID, but Christ. Son of the living God. I need you to understand something. I'm not here to look at you, looking at me, looking at you. I didn't come to be seen as a Denzel lookalike. Y'all should have said amen. Some of y'all help him. Help him, Jesus. I want to open your mail this morning and get all up in your business. And in opening your mail, I want to talk about something impossible. I want to talk about something easier said than done. I want to push beyond your comfort zone and get up in the rooty tooty. That's from head to toe. (laughs) Grandma said it's all of your stuff. And what I want to do is, you can't stop me either, because I want to share what are two words of challenge. Two. Two words. Are you ready for them? Don't slow me down. Don't look at me like that, because some of y'all looking at me like a calf at a brand new gate. See what I did there, Terry? Yeah, Terry and Melissa are here, and they just had a newborn calf come to the house in the ranch, and I just want to talk to y'all. I want to thank God for Eric enabling this to become a reality, and, and for Samantha and for Nate having extended the invitation to me. We go way back to afros and ponytails. I ain't going to tell you who had what. But that's way back in the day. I want a two-word challenge to be deposited in your spurt before you leave here. If you don't know nothing else, two words. Are you ready? Come on, I can go back to the hotel, look at myself, and have a great conversation. But this is class participation. Two words. Here we thank you very kindly. Keep. There you go, going. She's already up in my stuff, already ahead of the class. Looked at the notes before the session. Two words, two words. Keep. It's been rough. You tried to get away from 2021 and 2022 happened. 16 days into the equation and there's still more months left than money. But I got two words. It's a challenge. Impossible. It's a challenge. Easier said than. But here it is. Keep. I know why y'all looking at me like that. Two words is too many. Can I reduce it to one? One word to help with the two. Plod. Oh, it's not a sexy word. I'm sorry, children, you can't say that behind the pulpit, but I just did. You don't have to invite me back. <laughs> two words, too many. Keep going, keep going, keep going, okay, preacher, but can you reduce, can you make it simplify? Plod. P-L-O-D. Plod. P-L-O-D. Plod. I found that one unfamiliar word to define this impossibility. Easier said than done. Two-word challenge needed in a microwavable society where we want it instantaneously fixed. We want a fast food remedy to what goes bump in our night. And the word for keep going is plod. Say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One more time for the Holy Spirit. Pastor, plod. Parishioner, Plot. People viewing all over the land and nations. Plot. What does it mean? It means to work laboriously. That's why we don't have it in our vocabulary. It means to proceed slowly. And that's not quick enough for a lot of us. It's tedious to plod. It means hump. Hustle. It means sweat, toil, strain. It means strive, slave, travail. Young people who don't even go outside. It means get out there. 
and do some. Get off your blessed assurance. And don't be hearers of the word, but on this Sunday morning, I'm calling everyone under the sound of my voice to be doers of the word. I admonish you. Bless you. Plot. You got to sneeze out last year and breathe in the fresh air 2022. Plot, people. As difficult as it may be, as difficult as it may get, as difficult as it may feel, plod, church. Plod. Why? Because plodders are those who labor with determination and drive. Plodders are those when the task of life seems difficult. It seems seemingly unfruitful. The baby's even crying. It seems like it is not going to be accomplished, though not held in high esteem and not a popular term All of those who become plotters get the job done. Look at your neighbor and ask him, is he talking to you? I understand y'all don't like to talk to each other. I was told in predominantly Anglo societies, an amen is taking notes. And some of y'all ain't even amen in that way. Is this on? Plot! Plotters are those who step up to the plate, and I found it. Some of you are scratching your head. When is he going to get to Scripture? Galatians 6, 9. To help me with keeping going, I got a word from the Lord. Galatians 6, the ninth verse. The Scripture says in Galatians by the Apostle Paul, And let us not lose heart, let us not grow weary, or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, in due season, we will reap if we don't faint and give in. Galatians 6, 9. Memorize that verse of Scripture. The word says, let us not lose heart, grow weary, or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, in due season, we will reap a harvest if we faint not. Plotters, keep. That's what it says. The Scripture transliterates itself. The scripture describes what it is meant to be and do in your life. It is a kick to keep on keeping on. How do I plod and how do I know I'm doing it correctly? Galatians 6, 9 style. I'm glad you asked. Three ways. And then I'll be out of your afro, your weave, whatever you are working with on the top of your domicile. Here is the challenge. Number one, write it down. Make God your goal. And you'll be all up in Galatians 6, chapter 9. Make God your goal. And some of you may not have him in relationship, and this is a good Sunday to have arrived in church. It's a good Sunday to be in your pajamas on the couch tuning in. It's a good Sunday to put down the Cheerios and take heed to Christ, him crucified and resurrected. Make God your goal. That's how you plod. That's how you keep going. How does that translate? Can I even break it down? Have clear direction. So you can make God your goal. The meticulously focused plotter needs to know where he or she is going to plot correctly. Don't become like the pilot who told the passengers, let me have your attention please. We are completely lost, but we're making excellent time. What? That's not at all what I want to hear over the loudspeaker on that plane and flight. We're lost, but we're getting there in a hurry. That's not a good, that's like hearing, uh uh-oh, in a haircut. (laughs) 
Psalms 37 helps me with Galatians 6, 9, and in the 23rd through the 24th verse of Psalm 37, the word says the steps of a good and righteous man are directed, are established by the Lord. They are delighted in the ways that God has prescribed. A good man, a righteous man, they are blessed in their path. When he, the good and righteous person, falls, he will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. Keep, keep. one word, that's too many, plod. Make God your goal and have clear direction in doing so. My left, your right, will be a response time at the close of service so you can put applicable what you've been hearing cerebrally. You will get up, come to the altar and say, I've been off kilter. I hadn't had clear direction. It is a fog in my life. And I'm sitting next to the person that makes it foggy. Don't look at them. Blink at me if you got on your row. What causes things to get off course. The word challenges me. Set goals and make them defining. Make them measurable goals. Then break down those long-range goals into bite-sized tasks that can be handled day by day. That gives you clear direction. Okay, y'all are looking at me strange still. Any single ladies in the room? All the single ladies? Just raise your hand. Be honest. You're single. Single. single All y'all married? Let me help those who are viewing since everybody in the room don't want to participate. (laughs) There were index cards that were to be passed out and leadership said, I ain't doing it. Before they even heard what was going to be assigned. Of course, they were jesting and they were just making fun. But a lot of folk enter church already saying, I ain't doing it. Single ladies, I got something for you. You want a man six feet tall with a six pack. And six feet. Don't shout me down. I brought my own amen. Six feet. Six pack. Six feet. Hey. (laughs) You You find him. You don't hesitate. Girl, I find my boo, my baby, my man. Hercules, Hercules. You don't slow down when you find six, six, six figures. But come close. Can I tell you what you found? Six, six, six. The mark of the beast. Throw that joker back in the sea of forgetfulness and get you a short fella need the hair club for men and dental world. He gonna love you. That's clear. Clear direction. The word says to me that I have to make God my goal. And that's a Chinese proverb that says the man who removed the mountain began by carrying many small stones. Keep Y'all don't like China? There's a Tanzanian proverb. (laughs) Little by little, a little becomes a lot. Nobody can spell Tanzania. There's another word. A journey of a thousand miles begins by taking one step. Keep going. Plot. And Desmond Tutu once wisely said there's only one way to eat an elephant. It's impossible. Easier said than done, preacher. Uh, But Desmond said, uh, it can be done, and that elephant can be eight. One bite at a... Eight is not good English, but it's good preaching. You need to eat that elephant. By this, what Desmond even meant is this. Life seems daunting, overwhelming, even impossible. Can be, at times, that which is tumultuous 
Plotters, though, keep going. Plotters make God their goal. Plotters have clear direction. How? Make a list. I'm going to help. And then on the list, prioritize what is most important. And in prioritizing the list, make it your prayer guide. Make it your roadmap for ministry even. Then, instead of putting God on the list, morning, noon, or night, make God your list, morning, noon, and night. Come on, I'm preaching now. (laughs) Some of y'all are fresh in the morning. That's when you do your devotional with Jehovah Jireh. Some of y'all are fresh afternoon. You don't wake up till noon. And then there are others who creep on the down low in the midnight hour. You like the nighttime where creepy crawlers come out. And God says, stop putting me on your list. Make me your list. The bell even rang. Matthew 6, 25 through 33 says, therefore I tell you, stop being worried or anxious about the paranoia that comes with that which is a pandemic. It says, stop being worried and anxious, perpetually uneasy. It's real. We're discovering that sickness is all around. But if that's all you focus on, you miss the chief physician who came to take away all the stain and the stigma that comes with the plagues of life. The enemy brings stuff that still kills and destroys, and God says, I want you to have life and life more abundant so it's well with your soul. On the count of three, breathe in. One, two, three. Exhale. That's how I want you to lead worship. Released from the toxicity you've been carrying around. Matthew says, if you're not anxious about all this stuff, you can seek the king and his kingdom and everything you need will be added unto you. May God your goal, number one. Number B, that's the second thing. I got three. I got to hurry. We can beat the Methodists to the restaurant. They're right down the street. The challenge is, a Roman proverb says, since we didn't like Tanzania and China or Desmond Tutu, it says when a captain of a ship does not know what port he's headed for, no wind is the right wind. You have no clear direction. And how do I get there when God is my goal? That's when the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod, his staff comforts me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my haters. That's the young folk. My enemies, that's the old folk. He anoints my head with oil till my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And goodness and mercy are the two watchdogs of heaven. Goodness, mercy, they follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, not Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter only, but forever and forever and forever. Let the church say amen. Well, he's too loud. No, I'm not. You get loud about what you're passionate for. And I chose to serve the risen Savior who's in the world today. Make God your. And if you don't have clear direction, it's a good Sunday to come and bend the knee and say, clarify my vision. Number B. Number two, you need to do more with the gifts God gave you. Hug yourself and say, "Uh uh-oh. 
Stop looking on Facebook comparing yourself to other people. Stop checking TikTok and trying to learn to dance that you know you can't even dance your way out of a wet paper bag. (laughs) Trust God with what he's provided you and use the gifts God gave you. If you don't like people, Cross Point Community's not going to make you an usher. That ain't your <laughs> Get in where you fit in. That's not the kind of welcome people need to have. If you're a thief, you will not be on the accounting and offering team. Not your gift. <laughs> Somebody needs to say amen. Use the gift God gave you. Let me help. Although he had only an elementary education, by the time he was in his teens, he could read the Bible in six languages. Elementary education, but reading the Bible in six languages. He later became professor of Oriental languages at Fort William College in Calcutta. And his press at Serampore provided scripture in over 40 languages and dialects to over 300 million people. His name, William Carey. His title, Father of Modern Mission. His secret, plot. He was a plotter. He kept going. Elementary education didn't slow him down. He kept going. As he mended shoes, young William Carey taught himself Latin taught himself Hebrew, taught himself Greek, taught himself French, taught himself Dutch. Turn to somebody and say, now, what were you doing? My sister's four-year-old granddaughter is teaching herself sign language. And some of y'all are in here. That's an assignment with your name on it to do what God has provided you to do. Work the work of him who sent you while it is day, because night comes when no man will be able to lift a finger. And this worship team can flat sang. The people before us this morning are ushers into the gates of thanksgiving and into the courts of praise. They're not up here in skinny jeans to impress you. They're not here to entertain you. They are singing the songs of Zion, and y'all are off the chain, brother. I go a lot of places. I'm in a lot of spots, and people would give all their children to have a team like this (laughs) to lead them in the presence of them. Use the gift you have. As mending of shoes took place, here is what William Carey did. He plodded. His eyes were on the goal, and he would not be moved. He was disciplined. That's what it means to use the gift you have. Be disciplined. If I gave you a spoon, a gallon of bluebell ice cream, your favorite flavor. It's the best ice cream in the country. Put you in a room and said, only two spoonfuls. Who would fl- <laughs> Already. I- Come on to the altar with me, brother. We- Talk amongst yourself. We got a deal. <laughs> Failed mission. It's a, she said, how big is this? Don't use that thing on the wall. That's a, <laughs> y'all slowing me down. We got to get another service in here in a minute. Plot! Keep going by being disciplined. I'm 250 pounds dripping wet. And at 260, like I am, you don't eat celery and rice cake. This is regular Coca-Cola country. Pork rind and well done steak. Now look at me, I'm 270. And when you're 270, 
trying to tell you the truth, and the truth will set you free. Be disciplined. Everywhere I go, I don't have to dress up in a 19-piece suit, but there are some churches that hear you better when you come in with Gussie. And I went to one of those churches, and I hadn't worn a 19-piece suit in a long time. So I went to Suit World. And when I got there, I walked to the door. I remember the size I used to wear, 44 regular. I'm talking about being disciplined. And when I got to, why y'all all, come to the seat. Look, Eric. Here's the thing. I got to Suit Martell. I need a 44 regular. And the lady at the door said, really? Say yes, I'm offended now. I'm approved. That's the size I wear. She said, "Sir, walk this way," and she walked that way, and I walked like she was walking. <laughs> we passed the 44s. We passed the 46s. I raised my hand around 47. I said, "Ma'am, you passed my size three sizes ago." She said, "Sir, just for fun, try this on." I said, "You're the only one having fun." In fact, when I tried that big piece of material on this swashbuckling physique, you're going to have to, all right, you're going to have to have the finest seamstress in the land to fit this muscularity. But I'm going to put it on. I need to speak to your manager. I am the manager. I said, okay, manager. I put it on 50 regular. Fit like a glove. Because there's no discipline. I'm working on it, though. Pray for a brother. I am trying to press for the mark for the prize of the high calling so I can get back to my high school figure. Use the gift you have by being disciplined. Here's what Philippians 3, 7 through 14 says in summation. You read it to the full in your own private devotion time, morning, noon, and night. And it says that the eye on the goal has one thing in mind, forgetting what happened 35 minutes ago and taking possession of what God has arrested you. Some of you argued all the way to church and got here out of the vehicle. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Praise the Lord. So good to be in the house of prayer and pray. Liar, liar. You are. You make me sick. Well, you make me sick. You always make us late. Well, your mama. No, your mama. And then we get here and put on a mask and act as if all is well. And the truth be told, forget what happened in the past. Take hold of what God has arrested you. Keep. Let no one steal your joy, not even those closest to you. Keep. Too many words. Plot. Plotters keep going. Romans 12, 1 through 2 style. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourself set apart as living, sacrificially, holy, and well-pleasing to God. This is your reasonable, rational, logical act of service. It's the intelligent thing to do. It's an act of worship. It's not whistling Dixie. It's not doing a fairy tale. It is you applying the word of the living God to your shoe leather and walking it out. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind when you adhere to what thus saith the Lord. Listen, being disciplined to do more with the gifts you have. My pastor, Ronald K. Brown, San Antonio, Texas, my father in ministry says, when you leave the room, you are to leave a void. You're a piece of the puzzle that cannot be removed without painting a good picture. When you leave the room, you ought to leave a void, not a celebration. Ding dong, the witch is gone. There ought not be a party thrown just because you exited. It ought to be a void left because of your impact. I say this, when you walk through life, you ought to leave a footprint. 
How tragic when you don't. Right here in the middle, if you hadn't been disciplined, you ought to join me at the altar at the close of this service. Make God your goal by having clear direction. Use the gift you have by being disciplined. And how sad to walk through life on eggshells. Leaving no imprint, no footprint, because you are fearful. You don't want to be confrontational. And God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you power, love, and a sound mind. And to borrow from the story of William Carey, former shoe mender turned father of modern mission, William led Martin Luther to say this about him. The shoemaker, listen, does his Christian duty not by putting little crosses on shoes, but just by making good shoes. Use the gift you have. You don't have to shout it from a rooftop and have a placard on a billboard saying, I love Jesus, yes I do. I love Jesus, how about you? You don't have to boast of Christianity when you're busy being a good Christian. Plot! Keep! In other words, you got to be those who let discipline rule your day. Number three, and I'm done. When you make God your goal, clear direction begins to reveal itself. When you are using the gift you have, you're not comparing and contrasting your life with the people down the street around the corner. This church is a fingerprint. You don't have to be like any other fellowship in the land. Be the best house of believers the world has yet to see. And the world will come beating the door down of Cross Point Community, asking the question, whatever y'all smoking in there, give me some. No, 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 these folk are serious about the living God. They're not entertaining. They're not just playing game. They're not walking in place. They are on the highways and hedges compelling a dying world to come see a risen Savior who's made it well. So that's a genuine transformation that allows me to leave this building and cause people all over the land to say, what is different about you? You don't understand. I preach. A lot of places, and I'm on airline transportation often, and having preached seven times in a week, if I get on a plane to leave that point of preaching, do you think I want to talk to anybody else? No! I want to lean back, close my eyes, and meet with Reverend Pillows at Bedside Baptist. But it's inevitable. Someone will sit next to me, elbow, and say, now what do you do? Thanks, God. I can't stiff arm and elbow the person next to me and tell them, talk to the hand. God gave me a moment to witness. And it's then that I'll turn to whoever it is sitting next to me and let them know I travel the world and I share in the world that I'm in love with a man. (laughs) It ain't this. It is the worship of him in whom I live and whom I move, and whom I have my being. And either the person next to me will hit ding, or they will say, tell me more about the God who possesses your soul. I'm challenged because the third thing is to give that God glory for divine encouragement. Every day born, men enter world full of trouble. But the God I serve gave us a day not promised.
that we can make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Give God the glory for his divine encouragement. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired. He doesn't grow weary like you and I. There's no searching of understanding concerning him. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. Every youth grows weary and tired. Every vigorous young man stumbles badly. But those that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. You'll be able this Sunday to mount up on wings of an eagle, to run and not be weary. And he makes it well with your soul so that you can walk and not faint. All of us should have been dead and gone due to the pandemic COVID-19 canvassing the entire world. But the God I serve preserved you for this day that you would be able to let go and let him have his way and be the redeemed of the Lord that say so. He is a healer and he's not through blessing. There are days when God enables us to soar like eagles and run like deer. But they may feel few and far between. However, when we wait on the Lord this day, he gives us the strength to plod. What's plod mean? Come on, help me preach. Keep. Come on, say it to the people behind you watching me. On Keep. His will is divine encouragement. And to Jesus, the will of God was satisfying food. How do I applaud that God who gives divine encouragement? No, as Jesus did in John, the fourth chapter, the 34th verse, my food is to do the will of my Father and to finish what he's assigned me to be and do. That's not just good news. That's Tony the Tiger. Great news. He feeds us with what nourishes our soul and propels us. And so as the worship team comes up, I want you to consider the post stamp. That postage stamp, since I opened your mail, said American Wit, Josh Billings. Its usefulness, the postage stamp, consists in its ability to stick to one thing till it gets there. The only usage the postage stamp provides us as a teachable moment with Galatians 6 9 is to keep. Stick in there, keep. Don't quit, keep. Don't give up on your marriage, keep. Don't give up on those bad, cross-eyed, crazy children, keep. I know they act like the other side of the family, but keep. Press. Push. March forward. Plot. It means keep going. And I want you to remember the next time you open mail, what you heard in this sermon. Plotters keep going because God's got clear direction for their disciplined gifts through his divine encouragement. Two words, keep. It's too many, too many. One word. How do I do it right? Make God your. And if he hadn't been priority today, and some of y'all get honest and admit you put everything ahead of him. You hadn't even discussed him because you're busy discussing your plight, your pain, your struggle. Your former days of sickness, 
But God says, will you put me in your eye gate and watch what little becomes when it's put in my hands? I got that. I got it. I got it. Clear direct. Be disciplined. Everybody should be at this altar. Because you, like me, have not brought your thoughts under conviction. Bring every thought captive. And many of you have let it run wild. And you haven't disciplined your body. And you're guilty of coming and doing church light. And God says, I'm looking for a few good men and a few good women who will let go and let me have my way. Because this is not about your way. It's a Yahweh Sunday. But you've got to be disciplined for Yahweh to live. That makes sense? Third, glorify the God who puts the running in your feet. And it's divine encouragement, super on your natural, miraculous touch that shows you he's not through with you. Or COVID would have took you out. Greater is he in you who makes it well with your soul in the face of all who's against you. I got one thing for you. What's keeping you from plotting? Come help me. Turn these over for me, man. Come. Because each of you received an index card. And it wasn't just an exercise and you some, having something to put your gum in. You get to write down what's blocking you from making God your goal, being disciplined, and glorifying the one who deserves the highest praise. And some of you don't need an index card. You need big chief paper. A whole spiral. And get honest. Is it your addiction? Is it your bitterness? Is it anger and rage? Did the church hurt you and you find it hard to even come and receive because you're still dwelling on what happened at the last fellowship? The last relationship. You found 666. He did you dirty. And now you've sworn off all men, even the short stubby fellas that will love you with all they have. I don't know what your deal is, and I'm not trying to get in your business, but can we get honest this Sunday? Write it down. You will literally be asked to rise, come forward, drop whatever you've been carrying, and walk out of here well with soul. And when you drop it, you may want to bend the knee and say, God, if I go back to my seat the same way I walked up there, something happened wrong. I guess y'all waiting for them to sing to come in and, and do the assignment. Come back up. Put that one to that side and this one to that side so we can have a little room. Look, boy, look at that servant hood using the gift he has. What's your name? Briar. Briar, big dog. Thank you. The choice is yours. This is not manipulative. I don't get extra points if you move. But God gets glory. Because you've taken heed to his word. Stand to your feet. The worship team is going to sing and you get to respond. Did you not get an index card? Who needs one? There's a hand. E's coming to distribute. Don't just take, don't come up here and put a blank piece in the trash can to play like you did. Be honest.
and write down, I got hatred, I got jealousy, I got fear, I got sorrow, I've been used, my gifts are always put on exploit, and I don't ever get a return, and it's never reciprocated, but today, God says, I see you at the point of your need, and I want you to have exhale. So as you come and get honest, drop your list of what blocks you from keeping going. And then walk out of here refreshed in the God who enables you to win. Father, may obedience happen this Sunday. And if you need somebody to talk to, Eric, if you come forward and any other leaders that would come and be available to pray with you. Because we don't always know what to pray. We come and do what the preacher said do, and we bend the knee with one eye open. I did the thing. I'm here. Well, wasn't it? You got somebody you can grab and say, pray with me if you don't have cooties. And here's what I need to pray for. Make sense? And if you need salvation, grab that man, tackle him, and say, I don't even have a relationship to put God first. I'm lost. And this Sunday, I was about to give up and give in. Until I heard that somebody that loves me to death. Who paid all. That I would have a Sunday of change for the better. Come. Thank you for joining us for the Cross Point Community Church Podcast. It is our prayer that this message was encouraging to you as you follow Jesus. For more about Cross Point Community Church, you can find us online at crosspointchurchtx.org. Have a great week.